to play in the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Turn handle in left side. Finds a little bit of a hole, keeps his leg moving. He's across the 40, midfield, 45, he's on the run winch. 40, pushes the man, 35, look at him go. He's down to 20, 15, he could go. He is going to go. Touchdown, Seahawks. Oh, my word. A 67-yard run. Marshawn Lynch, unbelievable. The beast is alive and well. Wide receivers to either side. Russell takes the snap. He drops back. He's going to throw down the middle. He's got a man. Come on. It has been decided, maybe since the safety in the first quarter. 12, they're bringing the trophy home. Your Seahawks, Super Bowl 48 champion. Ladies and gentlemen, Seahawks and football fans everywhere, a very warm welcome back to the We Talk Seahawks podcast. Um, I hope you're all doing well. Week five, um, my drug dealer is doing a roaring trade at the minute to help me get through these Seahawks games. He's, he's absolutely devastated that I told him that the, the season only lasts till January. He's absolutely devastated, but I'll have sorted him out for Christmas time anyway, um, because this isn't getting any easier. So I hope everyone's doing well. I hope you're all holding on in there and just uh, enjoying the ride as much as you possibly can. Um, there's, there's a lot of ups, a lot of downs as well, and uh, we're here to talk about them, as always, unfortunately. To talking about another loss this week, 39 to 32 over the New Orleans Saints. I think we all pretty much originally, in our original predictions, predicted that we'd lose this game. And then we all got a bit cocky and a bit confident after a Detroit Lions win and all, all of a sudden just scrapped that and said, nah, we'll beat the Saints in New Orleans. Oh, piece of piss. And, uh, and to be fair, we probably should have at, at, at some points of the game. We probably should have beat them. Um, but uh, thanks to this legendary Seahawks defense, the, the Legion of Doom. Thanks to them lot, it's 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 another loss and we're two and three. And we're gonna talk about it. So as always, I need these two lads to help me talk about them. And that's first of all, positive Pez. How are you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Got a new setup. I've got my professional podcast mic. Nice. So all the listeners won't have to listen to me and my nasally sounds. So oh, we all like that. And the crackling of your headset every time yeah. you move it to breathe. Yeah, yeah. No more of that. I got the wireless. I'm professional. Everyone can see what my uh, T's are for the week. <laughs> Access here. Access to the listen. This is behind the scenes. It's behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I love it. But away from BTS. my personal life, Ken Walker. You're Ken happy, aren't you? All right, hold your horses. We'll get on to that. I'm happy. No, no. He needs. An introduction, because his introduction is here. Well, this is this is your introduction, not his. I don't care. His, intro- his introduction was a his introduction. Is my in- <laughs> his introduction is my introduction. All right. Okay. Wherever I go, he goes. He's on one. He's got his jersey. Cheers, Rashad. You've absolutely set him off now for the season. Uh, Josh, how are you doing, mate? 
I am absolutely fantastic. Um, I, I'm, I'm lying. I am so downtrodden after that, that game. It is unreal. Um, but on the plus side, I absolutely trounced Pez in our uh, PPR Fantasy Football League. A best player. Uh, Best ball doesn't matter, mate. I, I drafted really these nice. players. We won 216.84 points to 146.64. With uh, my, my team, she's an ease and lover. Uh, yeah, well, I'm just going to put that in there. Anyway, apart from that, yeah. Well, it's 1-1 on the season then. Yeah, utter, utter crap. Um, let's get into it and let's hopefully not all be in tears by the end of this podcast. If we're dragging each other through the mud, just quickly on the old fantasy, I thought, well, if I'm getting slung under the bus, James, don't you? No, hang on, don't you, James? James James never mentions it for a reason. No, no, no. Let me get it up. Let me get it up. Don't look at the league standings. Yeah, don't. I won't tell you the league standings, but let me just. In our dynasty league, oh, I don't want to tell them. I don't want to tell them, James. Well, you've got to now. You've, this is where you've... this this is where you can pick your own team, and one hundred and seventy-two fancy points to one hundred and fifteen. That's fine. That's, that's horrendous. One because I had Jonathan Taylor, and he got injured after two players. <laughs> so well done. <laughs> I just realised you left him in your team. I know I did. Of course I've left him in my team. It's Jonathan Taylor. Because the week you bench him, he'll go off he for 30 out. points. He was out for the no. death of the game. No, he started it, didn't he? <laughs> no. No, oh, he well, didn't. I'm busy, I'm busy boy now, Pez. I'm back at uni. I've got oh, yeah, he's, he's, he's back to learning things. Yeah, he's, he's the future of our country, Pez. Well, I hope not. not do not want to be prime minister. <laughs> future leader. Right. <laughs> Future future presenter on the Sky Sports NFL. There you go. Cheers, Pez. You're marking me in for that. I like it. Um, right. Talking points for today's podcast. Then we're going to start with the main man at this moment in time, Geno Smith. Um, because that is finest evidence so far that he can actually throw a deep ball. We're going to get into that. Um, then, obviously, we're going to have to talk about Rashad Penny. Another devastating injury for him. Um, could All that right. be him? R.I.P. R.I.P. Penny, yes. Um, could that be him done now in Seattle? Um, and how big a blow will he be? Ken Walker, time for him to step up. Big breakout game against the Saints. How much pressure should we be putting him under this season now with this with this Rashad Penny injury? It was a good pick, Pez. Um, and then, as always on this podcast, the podcast will take uh, an awfully sinister turn as we head to the defence. And... Uh, <sighs> I mean, I've put question mark improved display from the linebackers. I, I am clutching at straws there, people. So, so don't don't cover me for that. Um, the rookie corners continue to make massive plays for the Seahawks defense. We can't wait to gush over them for another week. And then uh, Quandre Diggs, I've just put MIA question mark um, because I think that we need to maybe start talking about about Quandre Diggs now. Um, I'm a little bit concerned about his his play level at the minute and his contribution. So I thought we'd we'd talk about him. This, this week as well. Um, so we're going to get into it. We're going to start with the positives. We're going to start with the offence, as we always like to do, and end with a shit show of the defence. Um, Geno Smith, again, continues to play well in the Seahawks offence. Um, 16 for 25, 
268 yards, three touchdowns, another game without an interception. Um, I mean, we keep saying the same things week on week, but this man is playing exceptional football in this Seahawks offense. I think you noticed a few times, again, against the Saints, where his limitations lie for me, and that's his his pressure sense in the pocket, sensing that pressure a little bit when the pocket's collapsing. I, I think he could do a better job of escaping at times um, and then taking those sacks on that third down towards the end of the game, just doing stuff you can't do as a quarterback. Um, you know, just throw it away or, or, or tuck it and run, do some anything but taking a sack in that situation. Um, so that was poor from Gino on that point. Um, but I tell you what, I mean, throwing the ball and and, th- and these deep balls as well, the, the, the throws to lock it, the one that I loved as well, which I think if it was Patrick Mahomes, everyone would still be talking about it this week, was that little rollout to, to North Ant, I think it was, where he rolled out and sort of threw it on the run. Like, really, it genuinely mm-hmm. really looked like Patrick Mahomes, the way he's like, th- like throwing it, like jumping in the air, a bit of a sidearm going on. It was awesome, absolutely awesome throw. Something that I absolutely didn't think Geno Smith had in a locker. I'm surprised. I was surprised he had a locker to start the season. I didn't know what was in it. Um, God forbid that, but it's there. And and he and he's playing really good football and and was giving the Seahawks a chance to win this game right till the end of it. So, um, Pez, I'll I'll start with you. Geno Smith. He continues to to give this Seahawks team a chance. Yeah, he's a. Uh, it's going to be a lengthy letter. Well, same it is. He, as he so cheesily said, he won't write back anyway. So, no. Um, yeah, he's he's proving everyone wrong, and anyone, and I mean anyone who tries going, I told you so. <laughs> no, no, you never. You're lying. You just wanted to be different on social media. Everyone thought the same. Everyone thought the same. I think there was like one guy on the social media that he might be a journalist or something. He, like, I don't know if he was just falsely trying to have belief, but he would, he, from the off, he was like, no, Gino's going to be better than you all think. But no, no one thought he'd be like he is. Mm. No one. No one in a million years thought. And like I said last week, confidence. We said we wanted to see it against a, a solid defensive unit. And he took, essentially, he took that Saints team apart. Like, the, we're now seeing, for a succession amount of games, we're seeing this, this unit working together. Mm. Can't say that for the other side of the ball at this moment in time, but this offence, they're working for each other. I've never seen DK work so hard like this before. No, good point. He works at everything. Do you know what I rewatched as well? I was watching the sound of the Seahawks, them little mm. 20-minute things they, they put up. And from week one, I, I re-watched the DK catch at the very start of the game and how much of his body he put on the line. Mm. And to just realise that I've never seen DK ever put himself on the line like that before. So, you like, with the neck injury, everyone's always said, like, is he cautious about high-pointing balls and doing mad stuff? He put himself in a situation where if that went wrong, it, it was landing awkward, but he did it anyway. Mm. And we're seeing it again in this game against, like, your Lattimore's. Fuck me. Throwing it throwing it to Tyler with three defenders around him. Mm-hmm. To, to the dime. Like, 
Aren't we so wrong? Absolutely. I honestly, I I can't see him slowing down. I honestly can't. And we're gonna have to decide a point. Maybe by the bye week, halfway point, we need to genuinely have a serious conversation about doing that podcast and apologizing and <laughs> calling ourselves all idiots. <laughs> we can all just rip each other in a round circle and just go, ah, Josh, you're an idiot. James Hill and oh Pedro, you're stupid. Because <laughs> What's he doing to us? He he, his confidence level is through the roof, and you listen to him. You, it's like a man who's got nothing to lose. Yeah. Now, will will is that the case? Is he he just knows he's got nothing to lose, so he's just prepared to just ball out, do whatever he wants, or are we actually seeing the talent of Gino Smith? Oh, is it took this long? Look at our football. What do they say? The prime of a mid- midfielder is like near their thirties, mm. late twenties, early thirties. Yeah, they start football. The really good ones start sixteen, seventeen, but the, the, their prime's only late twenties, thirties. Like, are we seeing that with Geno Smith with a bit of a sporting comparison? Because the man doesn't look phased about anything. James, you hit the nail on the head. We said it in our chat. Like, he got a bit statuesque. I think mm. he got he got too comfortable with his old line. Mm. That's dangerous. When he got taken out and it was late in the game and it might have been third down and he literally was just stood in the pocket scanning the field down, scanning down the field when, was it Abe was literally in a full-on battle with a lineman right mm. on his shoulder. Mm. I was like, how, how are you not aware of yeah. Hit them two breathing on your neck. The heavy guys, that ground must have been thumping. I understand you trying to be hero and stay in there. Mm. But come on, them them little mistakes. But I'm not going to knock him for that. I, I literally can't. I, can't I mean, if that's the only it. thing we're, we're criticising Gino for at this point, I mean, it, it just again, I mean, how wrong are we? Stats, 16 for 25, 64% completion, 260 Eight yards, an average of 16.8, three touchdowns, no interceptions yet again. Yeah. Has he even been picked off this year? Yes. I think he's been picked twice. Has he? Yeah. So I remember Luke in our chat said he's, he's got a level touchdown to interception ratio. I'll have a look. I'll get this stat up here. Um... Yeah, get the, get the stat up for that. Um, but yeah, man, like... Fair play, Gino. The man's just playing like you see it in the pressure at the end of the game. He just doesn't like. He's got no pressure, no pressure whatsoever. No, it, it, like, he's it's just like, nine. He's just like man, whatever sound. Nine class. touchdowns for two interceptions this year. Yeah, and nine sacks. And nine. You sacks. know it's bad when I, I listen to when I'm driving around for work. I listen to a lot of fancy podcasts. And they're genuinely starting talking about Geno Smith. And they're all laughing, saying, are we actually wrong about Geno Smith? Is he actually that good? Should we start? The man has been a meme for so long. Yeah, like, no, just, just a perpetual like backup. You know, I've got booted. I, I, I was guilty of saying at the start of the season, I'm still very much in a prove me wrong mode because he's had an exceptional start. But 
I, I need to see sustained success and su- success for him from me doesn't look like as we'll go on to later with the defense it doesn't look like the Seahawks winning because the offense will win but the defense will lose and the defense will lose us games heavily um but if Gino can sustain this level of play for the rest of the season then we've got to sign him again I think at that point then the and again by sort of the midway point of the season by the bye week after the Tampa game if he keeps us in that game then I think we as fans and the the front office need to start really checking themselves and going are are we going to roll with Gino again is that a thing is he now our franchise QB for the next year or two and then do we look at the draft do we go defensive players do we get some new guards do we look at our d line you know depending on what scheme we're running next year i mean if gino keeps up like this i i wouldn't even be mad i wouldn't ever buy a gino smith jersey but you know i I wouldn't be i wouldn't be embarrassed to say our starting qb is gino smith right because he's playing at mvp level he's still so funky man it's still so funky it's weird it's it's, when people, when I talk to other NFL fans and they take the same to me about the stars of their team and they're going through like, I've got a friend who's a Chiefs fan, I've got a friend who's a Vikings fan and he's every now and again still mentions having Kirk Cousins. And I'm like, that's nothing to brag about, mate. He's a, he's, he is Mr. Mid. He's just an average player who has good players around him. I'm like, going through ours and people are like so who like they've not kept up with the Seahawks and they're like so who's really shone for you guys this season I'm going through I'm like the sharp pennies looked all right and then obviously now I can't say that um I said like DK's look good you know Tyler's making yards I said uh and I'd literally mentioned no one in the defense apart from Tariq Wallen um and I'm like you know who who probably looks the best out of our whole team Gino Smith and people look at me like I've just come into their living room and pissed on their kids at Christmas. It's like a look of anger and confusion. <laughs> nice analogy. Yeah. When I mention Gino Smith is like our star player at the moment, people are like, "Are you on crack?" I'm like, seriously, look at the stats, and I get the stats out on my phone, and they're like, "Oh my god, really?" And I start showing highlights, and I think people are looking at me going. It's this not Gino. I'm like, it is. It we it, it appears off this brief snapshot of five games, we have all been wrong about Gino. But yep. there is another 12 games of this season. And at the end um, of those 12 games, at least 12 games, at the end of the season, if at the end of those 12 games he is still looking like the player he is then you know what? I'll hold my hands up. I'll be like, it, I was wrong. So to back you up here, Josh, obviously, because we're in this boat together. So we've got to go down together. Yeah. We, so again, more tests because we're never happy. We can't sit on these laurels. No. We've got more tests. We've got more hurdles for him to pass us. Us, me, uh, Working mere mortals from the U- <laughs> from from the UK are <laughs> uh, putting Gino through the ringer, um, but he's got a slate coming up now to the bye week where mm. where he's going to be in a shootout. Mm. 
the Cardinals is going to be in the shootout because they're the seems to be getting things together. They, they did well against the Eagles the other night, but they're still lax. Um, then you've got the Chargers. Now, if that's one thing we know yeah. about them, their D hasn't been great, so that's going to be a shoot shootout mm-hmm. because our D ain't that, been shit. That's going to be that's a Herbert versus Gino, one hundred percent. That 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 game. So Kyler Herbert. That's Gino versus Kyler, Gino versus Herbert. Then you have got the Giants. Oh, that one will be a times. bit more. That that's going to be. Are the Giants undefeated this season? No, four and one. Four and one. Four and one because they beat Green Bay on Sunday, didn't they? And I've got another one of my friends is a Green Bay fan, and he was nearly crying at me when uh, when I, I, I messaged him. Um, yeah, I mean that one. <sighs> so the Giants is going to be a bit more game scripted like the ones we've seen a bit more close a bit more back and forth then we go back with the Cardinals again so that's another shootout so I'm talking more mentally so this whole I've got nothing to lose thing when things starts going wrong and he starts maybe throwing picks and stuff mentally is he going to be able to still stay with it this whole I've got nothing to lose scenario or is he going to start feeling the pinch a little bit Um, because the fans are starting to get excited the fans are starting to believe and that's probably one of the worst things to happen because when, even though he's playing great, if we're not winning, the fans start turning. And then at the end of the bye week, before the bye week, you got the Bucks. That's going to be another shootout. Their defense is elite, though. So uh, the run game is going to be pretty non-existent against them. So it's going to be essentially on Geno. But then you look after after the bye week. You got the Raiders, who just love nothing more than going into shootouts of everyone. Mm-hmm. The Rams, the way they're shaping up, that's going to be a shootout because they're a shit show. Then you got the Panthers, who knows what they're going to be now? They've got rid of fucking DJ Rule, Matt Rule. Um, <laughs> and then you've got the Niners, you've got the Chiefs, you've got the Jets, who are looking game. And then you finish on the Rams. The back end of this schedule is a lot harder than what he's just come up against. And the defence ain't clicking. I I think the Jets will be a really good... I'm not confident about... the. I I reckon Mahomes is going to absolutely wipe the floor with us. And it might become unassailable. I think so. Um, I'm going to call it now an early positive Pez. Everyone get this down. Mahomes, if he gets overconfident... And this defense hasn't put their ideas up. Tariq Woolen's going to pick him off twice. He's very susceptible to get overconfident throwing deep balls. Tariq Woolen will do any of their receivers because they're yeah, all but, yeah, mediocre. But, yeah, Tariq, all the Tariq's interceptions done. have come in front. He's not been tracking back for deep balls. So that's the issue. He's been yeah, so forward what? on Juju, and, Juju in the slot. Simple, done. <sighs> Two right there. Um, but I think I think New York, the Jets' defense, that that penultimate game, by the end of the season, they will have started to click properly because they're already clicking now. Mm-hmm. And if they keep going on that trajectory, I think they will be a very hard defense to beat. I, yeah. I feel dirty saying that about the Jets. No, they look fair good. They look good. Yeah, they look good. That's what we That's were what saying. That's what happens when you've got like first round draft picks in the last two years. We went massively down the rabbit hole. I know really you are. We have. I'm sorry. Over teams. And and anyway, five G- minutes again. Like, edit it out. Gino, yeah. done really, really well. <laughs> edit, edit all that out. Gino's great. 
Gino's great, yes. And, Gino's and great. If he continues to play like this and and the Seahawks do somehow come towards the end of the season, I'm going to say lightly in, in playoff contention, but perhaps, with, with about seven, eight wins. I mean, if it continue playing like this, he's got to be in a conversation for MVP. If, 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 if most valuable player means most valuable players to their team, without Geno Smith this year... Um, the Seattle Seahawks would be 0-5 and and looking absolutely horrendous on both sides of the ball, let alone defence. Um, but that's that's Geno Smith. And uh, and let's get to Rashad Penny now. Um, heartbreaking, isn't it? Heartbreaking. Um, just, as we, just as it looked like that if he could have stayed healthy this year, this would have been an immense campaign for Rashad Penny. Um, it just felt like he was finally starting to hit his stride now over the last you know, two games, Saints and, and, and Alliance, finally getting those breakout games. And then he goes and gets a, I mean, nothing nothing even he can do really. It, it's just a roll up on his ankle, not through his conditioning. Or, or I don't think there's any conspiracy here to talk about Shad Penny's health. That's just, a, it's just a bad luck injury. Um, and, and, and now we're asking the question, or I'm posing the question to, to you guys at least, um, with us not picking up the fifth-year option for Rashad Penny and him set to be hitting the free agent market at the end of the season, is is that potentially the last time we'll have seen Rashad Penny suit up for the Seattle Seahawks? Pez, you're shaking your head. No, Go on, Pez. I, I think it all depends on how he comes back, what what state is his, what state is his leg in hean. with the break. Like... It's only a fracture, isn't it? It's not a clean yeah. break. Yeah. So as long as it's not done any damage to any other things, he should make a, a full recovery. If anything, right, to try and get a silver lining out of this, how I look at it is, if anything, this might play great into our hands because the way he was shaping up, he wasn't the Seahawks next year anyway. He really wasn't. The way he was shaping up, another team would have paid him big because he... he, he his last two games, he started showing it stats-wise, but just on tape, his tape alone showed them last six games of last season weren't a fluke. That's mm. that's his talent. We're starting to see the first-round talent coming out. Mm. And I think if he recovers from it nicely, we, we, we sneakily, with him gone, it's not that good, but we sneakily got a really good running back room, to basically say, all right, Rashad, here's a cheap deal. Let's see what you've still got. Like, from the this injury with your legs, do you still have the burst? Because still... if his burst's gone, then, unfortunately for him, he probably is done. Mm. But we, if, he, if, he, if he comes back healthy, we could get a real good steal. Does it not just feel like we're saying this year, year like just over and over? That if he comes back healthy, you know what? He's just I don't know. Pez, no, right, you say he's unlucky. The guy's so injury prone, and it's we said this before, and then you went, oh my god, no, see, he's just unlucky. This is another bit of unlucky injury that is putting him out for a whole chuffing season. All right, so so a whole season. The guy is missed okay. glass from Unbreakable. Right, he okay, is, so you see the this. exact opposite of Superman. Someone rolled on his ankle. Uh, yeah, and it happens. So it's a contact do? sport. So it's a contact do? sport. What's it happens all the time. 
Nothing. But that's the thing. He's unlucky to the point where he is just ineffective now. Like, it's a contact sport. Anyone who's played a contact sport has had some big, meathead mother effer roll onto them. You fell in a dodgy way. You've done whatever. Not everyone breaks their sodding tibia or fibia, whichever one it was, and then you're out for the season. It happens all the time. It's a consistent thing. And because of that, he will be lucky to be re-signed anyone. Luckily, we have signed in the second round to much uproar from the fan base. We signed in the draft. We drafted his successor because Pete and John probably went, I can't trust him. He is stellar when fit, but we need an insurance policy. And that's where we'll get on to your man as well. And fair play, Ken Walker. I was not expecting him to break that off. But that's the reason they've done it. So if anything, if he comes back now, Seattle, I don't think anyone else is going to even risk it with him because they're going to look at his injury history and go, ah, um, so we also need to employ another full-time doctor and physio just to have you? I don't think so. Um, if anything, he'll come back to Seattle. Seattle will go, look, Rashad, we love you. Everyone in the building loves you. You're a great person. We reckon we might be able to get you back up to the level, but we're going to put you on a very low contract that will just be laced with bonuses because that's how you're going to ensure that you're not overpaying someone who is going to be on the injury report every single week. Um, sorry, I had to chip in there because it, it's it's not it's that's it's what... unlucky to a point where he is just. It's like he walks past a black cat under a, under a ladder. Um, you know, he's broken about 18 mirrors in his life. It's just a constant thing of being unlucky. And it gets to a point where you have to start going, is it luck? Is it conditioning? Is it genetics? Is it whatever? Is he just predisposed to have these injuries? It's not, it's not that because before he came into the NFL, he was one of the most, I think he's stat like he's one of the most healthy running backs in college. Never got so injured. Just can't cope with adult football then. Well, I disagree because he had two major, he had two major injuries. I personally, this is where we differ. I I say an injury-prone piece of shite is someone who can't stay on the field. Kadarius Tony. Mm. That's an injury-prone waste of space, waste of talent. To me, mm-hmm. to get two major injuries. What I've kept you out for a long period of time, in my personal opinion, doesn't make you injury prone. That's why I say it's unlucky. Mm. I say it's unlucky because they're two big, sizable injuries. But then, like you said, Josh, that's why I'm trying to find the silver lining in it. The cheap contract. I'm not saying signing. This is why I'm saying it could play in our hands. Look mm. at, um, was it um, Peterson? Adrian Peterson, look at all these players who have major injuries, getting injured constantly all the time, and everyone's like, they're injured, and then all of a sudden, as they get older, then they actually are more sustainable. And I know I might be just talking in the fairy, just up in the clouds, but I'm just trying to find a silver lining out of it. Where I think the, the, the only silver lining you've got is we've got Ken Walker. If I'm being honest, as a sportsman myself, Playing a contact sport since I was nine years old, it's the opposite. As you get older, the injuries start to pile up because your body isn't young, it doesn't heal, it can't take the battering. 
that's why you get these aged veteran running backs who don't get as much playing time or as many carries because they're more susceptible to injury. Penny has been in the league since 2018. Okay, and he has... Let's look through seasons. So his... It's just his carrying attempts. 85, 65, 11, 119, 57 this year. Now that is what... I'm not even going to do the math. It's under 400 carries over five years. That is not good, man. That is bad. Like, regardless of, like, if he's if it's constant little niggling injuries or it's a, a long injury, he hasn't been fit enough to qualify to be a, a a top running back in the NFL. He's got the potential, but he hasn't got the fitness or the health. And the, every now and again, it's just going to keep knocking him. Someone else is going to come up, and I haven't got the faith in him because of that. I love seeing him run. I love the fact of what he did over the last six games and what he started to do this season. But it's proved again that something will always go wrong with with Rashad Penny. I genuinely think he's cursed. I think someone at birth saw him and went, you'll never make anything of yourself. Have a bit of this. (laughs) It's an interesting debate. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Oh, no, that was a bit I, I, I can't, I can't explain it though. The like, wicked, I, wick, the wicked wish of the NFL. <laughs> something, something's happened. Some, someone hated his mum and dad, but, or but something. This is what, so what I mean by when I say he's unlucky is that because you, you're just saying it there, and I'm saying like that's how, like it's just difference of opinions. I respect your opinion. I, I get what you mean. I'm by looking down unlucky, here, like he is. It's it's unlucky for him to to pick up these that's, injuries. That's what it's, I mean. It's extremely unlucky. It's in a different circumstance. If he was on the other sideline, they might have fallen on the other leg, and it might not have happened. Yeah. All right. That all injuries are unlucky. You know, I I paralysed myself, which was partly unlucky because I should if an off chance, an inch to the right or left, it wouldn't have even the top of the head, and I wouldn't have compressed my spine. It's unlucky, but the injuries happen, and it's the same. Girl. Huh? Just took a knees out. What? What's your head doing down by his knee? No, it's because <laughs> I went. I went. In, I went in for a tackle, and because Absolutely it wasn't, it wasn't even his knee. It was one of my props' knees that swung around and hit me in the head, which is even worse. Um, <laughs> it's an awful tackle technique. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he. I, I bet he's not happen. a Yorkle anymore, is he? Uh, I, I, it wasn't even playing for my club. Let's get off that. It, it, it pains me because I can't play rugby anymore. So. The, the thing about it is he's he's extremely unlucky. It's why I say he's cursed. Something has happened where he's he, he may not have tipped some wise beggar woman at some point in his life, you know. But it, it gets to a point where he's really unlucky, but it, it's a constant and it makes it a liability in the eyes of any GM apart from those that know him. And this is why I think, if anything, like like we've both said, he'll come back to Seattle on the smallest of contracts, laced with bonuses. But by that point, Ken Walker will have 12 games under his belt. He will have established himself as RB1. And then Penny will be fighting a battle to try and get to RB2 over DJ Dallas. And then the way DJ is going on, I think that's going to be a hard battle for him anyway. Well, he might we'll, end up in RB3. So. We'll, we'll bring him in now because we're, we're starting to get on to him now. I mean, you mentioned about Ken Walker now being the RB1. You've just seen his big breakout game, as 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 Pez predicted last week. 
He is going to break one to the house in the very near future, Mr. Positive Prez said. And he has. Um, how much pressure now do we need to be putting, or should we be putting Kenneth Walker in this rookie season now to, to effectively carry the Lord for this for this season? I mean, are we should we be getting on his backs if he isn't playing well, or you know, just how much how much pressure should the people be putting on him now? Can um, can we roll can we roll that into a question we got from Twitter as well? You absolutely can. So our our friends shout out again, Saiwa Chira. Uh, I hope you had a great time and uh, in when, uh, in Tottenham on Sunday. I saw your pictures. Um, he said, "Should Twelves worry about the run game with Penny out?" Um, he's also said about Tony Jones. What do we reckon about him? But we'll get onto that later. Should we worry about the run game, Pez, with Ken Walker and DJ Dallas at the helm? Um, for me, it really depends if Pete. Like we've said and alluded to, that it's it almost it, this seems like a Waldron thing. If Pete doesn't get a bit spooked and start trying to meddle and let um, Shane just carry on doing his stuff, I don't think we do. What what did I say last week? James said it. What did I say last week? Don't look at the man's stats. Go and look at his tape. Yeah, the guy's been ready to go. He's ready to go. Like in his post in his post game presser, he, he, someone asked him and said, "So, are you more comfortable? What's happened?" Because there was a few miscues in the first games, and he kind of like just shut him down because he's so nicely spoken, so softly spoken, so polite, and he just kind of shut him down in the flight ring and said, "No, there was two miss, there were two miscues, and that was it." He said, "I've been good to go since training camp." This offense is comfortable for me, and he proved it in that Saints game. Like, yeah, he broke one to the house, 69 yards, he got 88 overall, he got the touchdown. But I'm going to tell you, like I told you about Kobe, I just think he's up now. NFL-wide, these rookies are starting. I don't know whether Josh's witch doctor theory... I don't know whether <laughs> there's been something in the water with these rookies this year because they whether are the coming one comes in out, hot. But they're all starting now. Yeah. Brees all started going. Ken started going. Source Chris got the first o- interception. Source Stingley did as well. Yeah. Stingley, Tariq, Kobe, Patri as well. They're all they're all, <laughs> all starting to do it, and I just think Ken's now. It it might be the blessing in disguise we needed. Last year, I would have told you, to, to your question, though, last year I would have told you, yes, we are concerned. Because DJ Dallas, just like like I said the last two years, DJ Dallas gets better. He, he ages like a fine wine, that lad. He he goes into the off-season, and he's, he, he got to be the one player, since I've been watching the NFL for 12, 13 years, he's got to be the one player where you can significantly see on the field the man makes changes. Yeah. The improvements none of this he's fancy, made. Yeah, none of this fancy. He's a heavy boy. He looks a heavy mm. boy. He doesn't look lean. He looks like he's got meat on the bones. It's no more of this dancing to the outside and tippy tapping. Get mm. hard, smash down the middle. And do you know what I think it is? Um, watching the 20 minutes, um, Marshawn's been knocking around the facility a while. Mm. And we, we commented how he's looking like he's running a bit more like him. 
it would not surprise me if Marshawn is actually having a lot more of an influence on these running backs and the way they're doing things. Because the way Travis Holmer and DJ Dallas have completely transformed that the transformation transformed. Yeah. Yeah. Like they've clearly been to see someone because they're, they're, they're none of this pirouetting, being fancy, getting to the sideline and dashing. It's like straight through the middle, punching people like DJ should always do. So no, I'm not concerned. I think these two together, as long as Pete stays out of it, let's confidence, Shane goes with it. Um, get Derwin Thompson in there as your, your little, you know, speed agility guy, like you showed in pre-season, and just let the one-two rock go to town. I mean, like, we, we've got, obviously, with, with Tony Jones coming in, like, we, we had a chat off-air about him, and it's, for, for me, it's just, I have no idea who this guy is. It's a mere pairs. You did some research, and what, what did you find out? Uh, there's, yeah, three well, three year player. Saints let him go. A big bag of toss. Look at his co- college. So his college. So four years at Notre Dame. He's twenty five in November. Mm-hmm. His first year, he played one game and didn't do anything. <laughs> Second year, twelve. So his last three years, he played twelve games. Through mm-hmm. his whole college career, he got. 1,481 yards, 12 touchdowns and an average of 5.5. That does not sound good to me. It's not great. James it's is not looking... awful. It's not awful. It's not great. It's not awful. But... It, it's it's a one touchdown every three games, Jim. Right, okay. And let's was it, was it, was it a, th- a thousand yards, did you say? Let, let me get, As I'm at my work desk, let me get my calculator out. thousand yards... Divided by say twelve, so thirty-six games. He averaged twenty-seven yards a game. That can't be right. One thousand divided by thirty-six. <laughs> Doing live maths. <laughs> see, not not only are we a Seahawks pod, but we're the educational one. There's me. Look, calculator out and everything. I think yeah, the, 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 mathematical, yeah, the mathematical equation result would be that he's pretty meh. Uh, that that would be if, if that's the that should be the answer that you're getting on your calendar. It's a fucking understatement. Do you, do you yeah. want a comparison? Should we do would, a comparison with a I current? I would love a comparison. Yeah. RB one. Have you got a calculator to do it? Newly instated. We don't need to. Oh, okay, right? fair enough. So, Ken, good old. Oh, please, Kenny please w. tell me his college stats compared My to this boy. guy. You want to hear them? It's all good. <laughs> so much fun. So three years he spent in college. Mm-hmm. Wake years. Forest, followed by Michigan two State. With yeah. Wake, two with Wake Forest, where he was underutilized, and one with Michigan State. Total yardage, 2,794 out of three years. An average of 5.8, 35 touchdowns. Yeah. Says it all. Sorry, <laughs> Tony. Sorry, Tony. Enjoy the free Seahawks stash whilst you're in training camp for a bit. Knowing our look this year, the way we've been this year, we'll have said this off and bantered Tony here. He'll come out next week and he'll he'll go for 100 yards and then we'll have to write a letter of apology to Tony. Good, I'm using this as like a reverse curse. So we've got what another Seahawkers pod has got the Let's Ride curse. I'm just having the We Talk Seahawks reverse curse. So if we start saying someone's going to be absolutely shit, if yeah. they show us up, I'm going to be like, get Tony Jones done. in your fantasy, get him in the <laughs> flex is what we're basically trying to tell you. Um, before we leave the running backs, I'm just going to throw a little grenade into the room and then and then run away as as, as, oh, the, why? as they need Why to. the incendiaries? Oh, 
Oh, because because why not? Because why not? A four six eight forty yard dash. Pez is still Pez is still. He's still mooning over Ken yeah. Walker. It's, it, we'll be here for a while, folks. I'll, I'll let him. I mean, me and James, looking, James will handle this next bit. I, I was looking at Tony Jones is a draft grade. And what was it? So NFL is prospect grade is five point four, right? And that is an even worth grading. What? <laughs> Excellent. Fantastic. Cheers, Pez. Um, I'm going to throw this hand grenade in here. 63 below average. Oh, my God. Let me get the top. Sorry. Yeah, get correct. in Just the bin. Your off, yeah. It's not worth it, mate. <laughs> so you're not going to buy one of his jerseys now? No. 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 I don't think they'll even sell them ones DJ. from China on eBay, the ones that I get. They won't be on there then. <laughs> um, you, you, you do know as well, though, at the moment, Fanatics have got a 65% off thing. Yes, they do. They do, yeah. On the UK one, if you put use code DEFENSE, 65% off, and you can get customised jerseys for £64.80. Boom. You can use our DJ code Dallas. as well on our I was website. Gonna, I am getting on to that. If, you, if you're yeah. one of our US listeners and you go on and use the code CAMP, you get another 65% off. Um, and they've even got... Oh, they've not. Oh, in the US. Gutted. In the in the European store, the RFL CTV Limited Black jerseys, you can get money off them. In the US store, you can't. You really, you really don't want me to throw this hand grenade in here. You're doing everything no, to do it. About it. All, all, you, all you've got to do to really help out the pod, if you go onto our website, which is wetalkseahawks.webador.com and click on our, our partners section, you will see Fanatics there with a couple of links, one for the United Kingdom store and one for the US store. Click on either one of those that you're using. You, anything you buy would really be helping us out. It's already helped towards Pez's new mic. Next thing, we're just getting into a better camera. There you go. For our YouTube viewers, look at that. You've helped with that. Um, but, yeah, they, sorry. Sorry, yeah, please go on. Pez, you got anything else we can throw in before he starts chucking in this bomb? No, no, let's do it. Let's go. I'm ready. Oh, okay. It's coming so. soon to a fanatic Seahawks jersey, Christian McCaffrey. What do you think? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, let's go from one yeah. constantly injured running back Matt to Rule. another. Matt Get Rule, in the fired from Carolina. Get in the sea. They've come out and basically put all their decent players on the trade block and saying we're rebuilding for the future. I am telling you now, I am telling you now, Pete Carroll and John Schneider will already have been on the phone to, 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 the, to the Panthers phoning about Christian McCaffrey. They will not be Why? able to. Why James, James, James. Ken Walker's RB1. You've signed him for up. the future. Yeah, I'm let's move just, on. No. Shut up. Let's move on. Sorry, you, you may you may be the gaffer of this pod, mate, but both of us are older and wiser, and we're just telling you to All right, clamp it and move noted. on. You, it's not happening. Absolute Wally. Right, Go well, I'm keeping that receipt. You Wally. <laughs> I am keeping that receipt, and and just just be warned that if that does come in, I will be cashing that so hard on this podcast. You can are cash you, that check. You know, you yeah. know what? If if you use one of the links, if I had that a brick wall, out, I'd run into it. Uh, if you use one of the links on our website when you buy your McCaffrey jersey, you'll actually be helping our pod as well. So crack on. Yeah, that's just, just a thought. It's just a thought. Are you insane? No, they you know the capital that they well, yeah. to McCaffrey. No, they would. Uh, for, Josh for what? burst a blood vessel over his injury proneness. I, I burst, mate, I, I'd burst into flames. I'd be that angry. I'd be vibrating with rage, and the friction would make me burst into flame. It'd be spontaneous combustion. Live well, on this podcast. She's gone down a sexual route again. 
<laughs> Different type of friction to last oh, week. I'm moving all. on. You're not buying into it. I won't be able to draw you back. Um, right. Before we get to the defense, and the sh- if, if the podcast already hasn't gone down the ship pin, um, then the defense surely will take us down there. Um, but before we get there, a quick little intermission, a quick little ad break for our our good friend, Brett Devon, him and Love to Poo run a fantastic little podcast and they are offering a trip to Munich, a package trip to Munich for the Buccaneers game in November. Um, and he's going to tell you a little bit more about it if you don't know already. Hey, Seahawks fans, it's Brett Davern from the Take 12 podcast here to let you guys know about our trip to Germany. Our podcast, the Take 12 podcast, is going to Germany for the Munich game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We have tickets to the game that we are selling as part of our travel packages, which also include three nights in a hotel in Munich and also a fantasy-style flag football game where you get to play football with six Seahawks legends who will also be on the ground in Munich. It's going to be Lofa Tatupu, KJ Wright, Leroy Hill, David Hawthorne, Sean Locklear, and Matt McCoy, and also a few other Seahawks legends are checking their schedules, so we'll update that if it changes. But we're doing dinners out. We're doing parties. We're giving you guys gift uh, packages and baskets. We're having custom flag football jerseys for that game, and like I said, we have the actual tickets to the actual game on Sunday, which rounds out our trip. We also have travel packages that don't even include the hotel. So if you already live in Europe, if you're already planning on being in Munich, but you're looking for things to do, if you want to play in a flag football game with Seahawks legends, just come do that. If you already have hotel accommodations, we have the package without the hotel also. All of the information is at 12sinmunich.com. That's 1-2-S in Munich. So check it out, and I hope to see all of you in Munich. And as always, if you would like to get involved in that trip, then please do head to 12sinmunich.com and use code WETALK12 at the checkout for a nice 12% off any of the packages that you choose to go on. And uh, and yeah, hopefully we'll we'll see you there in Munich in in November. Um, Yes, Pez? One minute, I've just thought, oh, I had something that I need to say about the running backs. I'm going to jump no, in No, we've moved past them now. No, Sorry, no, 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 no. It's current team situation. I've also thought, seeing as we're thin at running back, do you know who's going to spoil the party on this team? Do you know how the one person who we said they don't know how to utilise him, they're not utilising him at all? Is it clicking yet? Eskridge. Yes. On Jeff Sweeps. He's, got, he's he just a running back. He is going to start getting used in, in in the running back 100%. I thought about it today. I was thinking about like what you said we were going to talk about, and it came into my head. I was like, they want to utilise him. He's very fast, and I could see them start using him at running back, a bit like a Debo kind of role. Okay. Just to help out. Mm-hmm. If, okay. if Ken does start struggling with the load and stuff, he's just another thing to chuck in the mix. Okay, we'll see. We'll see, Mr. Wiseman. We'll see. We'll, we'll see what they're doing. Um, right. Are we all ready? Defense. Deary, deary me. Um, again, I have no clue where to start with this defense, so we're going to work our way from the front to the back. Um, the defensive line, 
absolutely appalling other than shite, Al Woods. Shite, shite. Yeah, unless your name's Al Woods, then <laughs> yeah, shite, 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 done. Uh, unless your name's Al Woods, <laughs> then then you don't, I don't think anyone comes away with credit from the defensive line. Um, it just so, Puna Ford again keeps saying about here what on earth has happened to Puna Ford. Uh, the production has just completely fell off a cliff, uh, and, and I don't even think you can accredit that to a three-four defense. I, he's a D line. He's 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 lined up at the same positions he's lined up in the four-three to a three-four. It's not like a linebacker being asked to play outside, or it, it's it's just a D tackle playing D tackle at the end of the day. Um, so I I have no clue what's going on with Puna Ford, um, but he needs to refine his feet quickly, or the otherwise uh, he's not going to be around for much longer playing like this because. <laughs> he's been absolutely. He's he's now looking like an undrafted free agent rookie that that we signed him as. This is what he's playing like at the minute. Um, is is there anyone other than El Woods? I mean Brian Monet to a push, but even that's pushing it. Uh, what on the D line? Yeah, on the D line. No one. And I, a lot of people, and we said this off off air. People are really waxing lyrical about Shelby Harris going, oh, yeah, he comes in, he really makes a difference. I, t- people must watch different games to me. I don't hear his name called. I don't see what he does. He doesn't. I, I don't see him putting proper pressure on. Um, Al Woods was the only one to get a sack on Sunday. There was no pressure coming from the outside. Um, there was nothing on the, the internal... Uh, it, it's just it was an absolute shit show. Hmm. Like uh, we've we've moved to this three four defense, which I genuinely had high hopes for, thinking right we'll get some speed on the edges, and you know we'll start causing people problems. And Wosu started off really brightly. He was a lot quieter this game as well. Um, I think because people just know what he's going to do now. Uh, Daryl Taylor, I'm I'm starting to question whether he's a good fit for this off uh, this defense. Marfe has looked okay, but he's not getting to the QB yet, which is a cause for concern. And then there's no internal pressure from linebackers. So got go on, Pez. Who did? Marfe got a QB hit. Oh, yeah, he got a QB hit. There you go. The one in a whole 60 minutes of football and however well, many minutes we're on defense. Is this not... Is the um, snap counts out yet? Because I still don't think he's been he's getting enough reps in. Uh, it, it should be. I it hope, should be starting hope, for me. He should be the number one. Yeah, I'm sure I hardly ever see him until like third downs or you know in certain situations. A bit like how they were using um, Alton Robinson and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Without seeing snap snap counts, uh, I couldn't really confirm that or not. Um, but yeah, he did register a QB hit. Sorry to butt in, Josh. I just thought I'd. That's no, absolutely fine, mate. I'm I'm more um, than happy with that. Yeah. Do you think uh, then? I'll put it to you as well. Do you think it would potentially be time to move back to a four-three to maybe help this edge edge rushers out? It's so hard because you do that mid-season when they're shy already. You've got then got look at the last three years. Just playing four three, it's took him this this long and longer just to get into a four three. Could you imagine trying to change from a three four back to a four three? Jesus, it'll take him until <laughs> the end of next season just to fucking start showing it. True, as Pete says, 
I and then you've got why? And then you've got to look at who you put where. You end up having either having Al Woods potentially. What would you keep Harris on it? No, it just wouldn't work. The the personnel they've signed, they've got rid of people that were designated four three, like you've done laps and whatnot. Mm. And they've they've now got players that are specifically in for this three three four. I just think the we said it last week. I think there just needs to be a genuine conversation between the coaches as to who's running this circus and how it's going to be played. Because the only the only people within this this whole defense that are showing up at the moment are the cornerbacks and their rookies. Because. Mm-hmm. God knows. The, the, we've said before, this whole defence was predicated on Jamal Adams being able to show so many different looks and cause so much confusion and keep people guessing as to where he was coming from. And now we've not got him. It's like, oh, crap. Do we go back to like four, three concepts and put Ryan Neal in there and, and hope something happens? Um, just to keep it on the D, D line, what you, you, what you said then about who's to blame. So it's quite interesting as we... Obviously, start D line linebackers and mm. corners. If we just stay in the D line for a minute, obviously it's Pete. We all spoke about it. Josh, welcome to the club. Me and you have been on this train for since we started the podcast. Mm. Josh is eventually like, I understand now. For the for the line, in my opinion, it's almost like it's Clint Hurt's fault because Clint Hurt's not the D-line coach anymore. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So now he's the defensive coordinator. It's like he doesn't, he, he can't just solely focus on the line anymore. Mm. And I think that's where the drop-off from the line is. So it's, it's like kind of like, it is, he's the D-coordinator, so it is his fault, but unintentionally it's his fault as well because he's just not the D-line coach anymore. That's yeah. his baby. That's always been his baby. And and he, he can't do it anymore, but whoever they've got doing it ain't good enough to do it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I'll just transition into the linebackers because Cody, Cody Barn. He did one good thing, me and my brother said. He didn't actually mess up. That was that was amazing. He made a tackle in the open field and actually made a tackle first time. Just yeah. must have been ecstatic. But I like I didn't even pay used. attention. I liked how they used Jordan Brooks. So Jordan Brooks was the one shooting through the line mm. more than Cody Barton. And they're the things that got me excited about him from his college tape. He was the captain. He was the signal caller. And that's how he played in college. And that's what got him the first round grading. Mm. And you saw it. He still got, he still got once my, Phone decides to not be an idiot. He still got eleven tackles in total. Mm. He says one QB hit, but I'm sure I saw two or three where Dalton just got it yeah. off as Brooks was yeah. coming in and getting yeah. him. So I think it was more than that. Um, and he had a pass breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, before we came on, I said he's got something to speak about there, so I'm interested to see what he says, but. For me, I saw a little Twitter feed going back and forth with a few of the beat reporters saying they don't understand everyone's hostility towards uh, Jordan Brooks because, if anything, this game 
he actually is his best game. PFF graded him horrendously, but mm. this was his best game when you watch like the tape and the all 22. Like his coverage was so much better. His transitioning into coverage is that hit. Now that hit. Oof. I was in a pub watching it. And I jumped up. I was like, that gets me excited. Midair, that cheeky bastard thought he's being clever. I'm just going to hurdle over these two guys and get free. Nah, nah, nah. Josh must have, like, been tearing his house down with that tackle. <laughs> like, he must... I, I genuinely, genuinely got off my seat and clapped. I, it's a really weird concept to me because our American listeners will be able to fill us in more where you clap at movies and you clap at various things. We all know people can't hear us. We we know that. But I, I had to get up out of my seat and clap because I was like, finally, that was a great form tackle. It was done right. And you knocked that man on his ass. It was amazing. And he did. There was about three or four of them. And I just thought that after that first one hit, I was like, right, maybe we're going to see something now. But again, it just it seemed like he was the only one doing it. Mm. And it, it baffled me because I was like, we said last week about is he playing was it last week, the week before? Is he playing bad because he's trying to do too much? Because he's having to overcompensate for the half of a linebacker next to him and do both jobs and watch multiple gaps and see what Cody's doing and then go, oh God, now I've got to cover what he should be doing and my work as well. In this game, there were there were moments where he just did his job, which was just to absolutely smash people. And he smashed people with his head on the right side, using the levers correctly with square hips, powering through, hitting low and finishing high. It was amazing. And I, I was I genuinely, like, if that is the future... And that's how it's going to happen. If we get another linebacker in, so he doesn't have to worry about playing two positions, this kid's going to fly. He's going to be amazing. Well, well I've got a little a little thing that I'll no, throw out to you. Don't throw us another no, one. No, 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 no. Is it breaking news or is this James? No, no, it's not breaking news. It's it's yeah, it's it's James's news. Yeah. Um, I I think Cody Barton needs a position change. I think he needs to be moved to outside linebacker because I don't think he has the pass coverage skills in the middle of the field to be in the inside. Uh, and, and what do we always say about Cody Barton? He's best, like Jamal Adams, at the line of scrimmage where he's tackling runners and, and, and rushing the quarterback. And that's where I think he's better. So I would move him to the outside. And then, of course, you've got to bring in an inside linebacker to fill his spot. So what about Michael Kendricks? Bring Michael Kendricks back. He's a free agent, 32, played very well for the Seattle Seahawks. Move him next to Jordan Brooks, a veteran presence there. I know they've wanted to move away from that, but it's clear that Jordan Brooks needs a bit of help next to him at inside linebacker with a bit of a mm-hmm. maybe a bit of a veteran head. You're not going to get KJ now because he's he's retired and signed that one-day contract and everything. So why not bring back Michael Con- Michael Kendricks? Familiar with a with a playbook, familiar with a defense, familiar with Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. Would would no doubt be much more of a help. To, to Jordan Brooks next to him. And then perhaps you get the best out of Cody Barton moving him to an outside linebacker to maybe push Daryl Taylor a bit more on, on his production. Just a thought. I just, I just don't think he gets enough penetration to warrant being an outside linebacker. 
I don't think he's got that quick, sign, that kind of speed. Yeah, he's not got that kind of speed around the edge. He's quick mm. shooting through a gap, but like straight line speed and the speed that you see these outside linebackers utilizing to get round someone are different things. This is why the 40 yards and the, the three cone drill are pretty imperative when it comes to looking at these people, like 20 yard, 40 yard, three cone. Uh, if you've got someone who's got fantastic speed over 20, an amazing three cone, you think that's an edge rusher. If you've got someone who runs a quick 40, but has the turning circle of a submarine on land, then you're like, well, you're definitely not going to be an edge rusher unless you're going to ball rush someone constantly. Mm. You know, it, I just, I can't see it. Like I said, he was a safety in, in college for most of his college career. And mm-hmm. you know what? I put him there because he, he can't do any worse than Quandre is at the moment. So, no, um, before we move on to the on to the secondary in the corners, it, go on, Pez. Sorry, I just wanted to um, highlight something from this game. What me and my brother when we were watching it, we kind of pointed to why we a theory of why we think Jordan Brooks did well this this game. Kind of links in the transition into the secondary mm-hmm. because I think it's uh, Ryan Neal. Ryan Neal. If you rewatch that game, something I noticed him doing a lot of time was he was just roaming. A bit like Jamal Adams. He was mm. noticeable, very noticeable. And I think Because he's were, a good player. I think I think they were like, listen, you're aggressive, you you have the speed, and he's shown over the years he has the tools. Something he's been highlighted for is when he plays at, solely at safety, like box safety, he gets exposed a little bit. Well, what does he do? He's like, he's, he's literally a poor man's Jamal Adams. Mm. He is like a dog on the field. Runs around, doesn't stop, high intensity, high performance, everything. And you saw it in this game early on. He came in, he started roaming, and me and my brother were like, I think that's why Jordan Brooks is showing positives this game, because he's taking... He's helping them linebackers by essentially playing the Jamal. I'm mm. going to be a safety linebacker in the box, getting the quarterback, and that's how they need to play. Um, his name's going out of my head. Ryan Neal. Ryan Neal. <laughs> yeah. That's how they need to play him from now on. Like he might not be, he might not have the quality of what Jamal Adams has in that role but mm. personally for me that is his role because he stood out like a sore form yeah. but in a really good way and I think that helped the whole team at the start um, and just, just well, do, do you know what else stuck out like a sore thumb but before we move to the secondary in the corners we have to mention him Taysom fucking Hill oh just what, why have you mentioned why? him because we have to we have oh, I'm sorry, no, Mike, you don't need this to. Isn't this isn't the Saints podcast. This isn't the Saints podcast. No, in, in terms of the run James? defense. In terms of the run defense. Again, Are you trying just, to wind us up? No, we have to talk about it. We have to talk. It's, it's this defense. And yet again, Taysom Hill has had more rushing yards than Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara, I thought, even though he's gone for 103 yards, no touchdowns, actually thought we dealt with Alvin Kamara pretty well, even though he's got a 100-yard game. It felt like we did anyway. Yeah, the, but, the biggest thing for Kamara, though, was that it was less the, the rushing yards. It was more that 
60 odd yards of a screen pass that we still can't defend yeah that that's and very... and that that did us like he just he went it went from nothing of a play to oh look they're in the red zone mm. but i just I, like it it's just he he absolutely Taysom hill absolutely he's the worst one of, one of the worst players in the NFL. He's, he's only in the NFL because he's an awful player, if that makes any sense. He's an awful quarterback. He's an awful receiver. He's an awful tight end. And he's an awful running back. And yet, so they've just gone, well, just be all for them then and, and, and just do a bit of everything. He, and every time, every time he comes onto the field, other than that one time that he threw it, nine times out of 10, 99 players out of 100, Taysom Hill comes onto the field. He takes, he takes a snap. He holds it for a second. Has a little look round and then runs. It's it's exact same um, every time, and we can't stop it. When when the line can't stop him, by that point when everyone's in their coverage assignments, that's where the gaps are being created. He's, he's invaluable for that. That's the thing. He's 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 a jack of all trades, master of none. So yeah. you look at where he's played for the Saints. He's played. I'm pretty sure. So let's 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 check off the list. He started games at quarterback. He's played games at running back. He started games at tight end. I'm pretty sure he's played games as wide receiver as well. You know, when you've got someone who can cover all four skill positions on the offense, whether it's to a mediocre level, you've got to think you can have one player who excels at at whatever position, just one. Then you have some middling players or you have ones that are a lot worse because of the salary cap you know and where you distribute it or you can have one player who will sit in that gap between just not just a bit better than practice squad makes it onto the 53-man roster and you know creme de la creme if he sits in the middle consistently through all of them you're going to go well yeah I'll have that because I can do everything with him like if oh wait my tight end's gone down Troutman's down Hill you're in oh wait what's that Andy Dalton's gone down because you know Jameis has gone down uh, Taysom you're in oh what's that we've got no wide receivers Taysom oh we've got no running back Taysom and and he, it works it infuriates the shit out of me because James I know what you're on about he's not he, he's not someone if he was in the draft no one would look at him if he went I am going uh, to the draft as a running back. People would look at him and go, well, I am not going to draft you as a running back because you are not as good as anyone else in this class. The same for probably quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, maybe. But because he is middling at all of them and effective in what they do at New Orleans, he slices us up every time. And as pissed off as I am about it, I've got a little bit of respect for it. Like, yeah, the fact you can show you can shove someone in who is not that great and they can make him look like an absolute superstar just by the way they play him. But slow clap. In fact, no, I'll speed that oh, up. No, I'm not clapping him. So I'll just, I will clap. Tariq, Woolen, Tariq, Woolen, Tariq, Woolen. Yes, oh, I, I, he, yeah. he's brilliant. Right, James, you brought up Taysom Hill. Don't start getting upset and spitting your dummy out because you said he's shit at this, he's rubbish at that, he's yes. rubbish at that, he's rubbish at this, that. Well, clearly, he it's isn't. not that bad. He is. He <laughs> is. Our, our fucking defence is crap. He's crap. He's not doing that every single week. I'm sorry, he's not doing that every single week. That'll be his best game all year. He's not doing that every week. 
it's a good enough game. He, he, threw he had 374 one... rushing yards last year. He's got 113 of them. Again, like, no, let, no, stop. It's Taysom Hill. You us. Three, I know, but you're three rushing yards. You're trying to get onto the secondary. Do you, know, yeah. do, do you know what makes it even better? It's your fault this, James. He threw one ball this game for 22 yards and a touchdown. Exactly. Oh, without Taysom Hill, without without that middling crap player, as you put it, they would have no points. Well, they'd have what one touchdown, maybe well, somewhere. Along it. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. He's trapped. One hundred twelve yards oh against us. Three hundred seventy-four so yards all season last year. Oh, Taysom's Hill in, guys. He's gonna run power. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was that one touchdown throw. It was like Taysom's in. He's gonna run, and then it was like everyone went, "Oh shit!" He threw it. We, we, didn't, we, he, we, we forgot he could do this. <laughs> he looked like his legs were gonna fall off on that big touchdown. <laughs> That's six, sixty-yard like, run. I was like, "Bullen, <laughs> don't go around his right hand side. Sneak on his left hand side and try oh, and for, do him." Forget that. That interception. That it, it, honestly. His picks are getting better by the week. He's getting a pick every week at this point, and the picks are getting even better every week. Like, my man was falling down, and he somehow turned on a dime, turned his whole body, got in front of the receiver, picked it off. I mean, is there anything this kid can't do? I'm sorry, is there anything this kid can't do? And is there any reason why he's not going to be an all pro in his rookie year? Because I'm not, I'm, he surely yeah. he is. No, no, there, there is many reasons. Um, there will be more established cornerbacks than there'll be Sudden. cornerbacks. There'll be cornerbacks in the league. Listen, cornerbacks in the league that are preferred as all pro players. You gotta get voted in. Essentially, he'll get he'll get Pro Bowl. Carries on the yeah. way he's going. Pro Bowl without a shadow of a doubt. He won't because be all pro. It, he might make second team all pro. Pe- people aren't people aren't talking about him yet. But I've got some stats for you to make you feel better. Oh, I have as well, mate. Yes. Go on, analytical pairs. I love this. So, this weekend, Tariq Woolen ran 22.93 miles per hour. Could only imagine getting up that yardage on Taysom Hill when he was running to the end zone because he went like a bullet out of a gun. He he was like, what, five, six yards behind him, money. Yeah. That was... The fastest by any player since 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. The guy's a mutant. The lowest QB rating allowed this season with a minimum of 20 targets as a pre... pre, pre, pre uh, Premier? Predominant? Predominant. Premier? I'm not going premier? through every letter, every word in the alphabet. No, it's... Premier... P R I M A R Y. Why can't I say it? Primary. Primary. Dude, you this. need to go Did back you go to, to primary, primary yeah. school. You need to go back. I'm there. dyslexic. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, right. Oh, he's played that. He's, card. D- he's playing the dyslexic card. <laughs> <laughs> Don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> it's so, a hate crime. <laughs> <laughs> so, a minimum of 20 targets as a primary defender, Tariq Woolen. You've seen this, James, haven't you? You've got it. Oh, oh, I've seen you it. Oh, I'm looking at it. 13.2. Yeah. The closest to him is JC Horn at 22.2. Yeah, I saw this earlier. Then James Bradbury, 25. DJ Reed seems to be 
topping these little charts, doesn't he? 34, and then Darius Slay at 36.8. It doesn't stop. I've got more for you. I don't want you to say James, because you might explode whilst you're saying it. So, Seahawks, fifth round, fifth round, fifth round, rookie cornerback, Tariq Woolen, through five weeks, 11 catches allowed on 20 targets for 153 yards, 54 yards after the catch, no touchdowns, a league high, three interceptions, and an opponent passer rating of 40.2, what's the fifth best in the NFL? How is that not all pro then? How can he not be? Because, like right, Josh said, no, be because, because, like Josh said, he's voted by players. I know it is. I know it is. But... And they've got mates who are Darius Slay, who's having a great season. Don't get me wrong, James. I I agree with you. Thank if you. he carries on this trajectory and then starts showing it on the main, so he starts showing it. In the NFC West matchups hmm. against the Cardinals and the Rams, he starts showing it against Mahomes. I was going to say, if he picks Mahomes off twice, then you can book it. But let's yeah, talk about he, his partner he... as well. Let's talk, let's talk about his partner as well, Kobe. Let's talk about Kobe oh, Bryant as well. Because man, my he's making guy. plays. It feels like we're. My we keep, guy. And rightly so. We keep, we keep you know, bigging up Tariq Woolen and, and, and absolutely right to do that. What but... did I tell you both? Yeah, he's played well, isn't the he? The guy only gets better. He's a sponge. The lad is a sponge. And it's a crime he's still in the slot. Could you imagine Woolen and Kobe as our outside corners? Because mm-hmm. I fuck having, oh, it's two rookies as your outside corners. Them two are two of our best players on the freaking field right now. Mm-hmm. And the kid just gets better. Preseason got done off pickings, everyone laughed at him. Didn't do it again. First game got done off Jerry Judy. Everyone's like, oh shit, doghouse, da 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 da. Just got better. Just keeps I, on getting better. I, I agree. Like he is like the cerebral assassin. When it comes to this this DB room, he he learns, he improves. He's he's a good DB. My hero. Yeah. My my only issue is the physical limitations of his lack of well perceived lack of speed. Until I've seen him go up against an absolute burner on the outside and stick with them, I am going to just take a step back and say he's good. Can he be elite? If he can, if he can keep up with someone who is a, I don't know, a wide receiver one, wide receiver two. I don't know anyone who can stretch the field. I will, or a straight line threat. I, I will then hold my hand up and go. You know what, Pez, you were completely right. But the Mister Skeptic here, you call me the Eternal Optimist, but I'm not. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Mister Evidence and the Skeptic. Give me the evidence, and I will happily back it. But. At the moment, we've not had that. He's playing in the slot. If you want him to move to the outside, put him against someone who can burn past him. And if he can hold his own on that, fine. Well, he's what? What's he got potentially? Vontae Adams coming up. Oh, mate, you've you've got all the the LA Chargers. So Keenan Allen might be back. You've got Mike Williams. 
Um, Gerald Everett Gerald as well, because if he's in the yeah. slot, yeah. Um, New York, pointless talking about them. Arizona again, Tampa, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who they've got Mason Rudolph and someone else as their tight ends as well. I can't remember who their wide receiver three is. Vegas, like you said, you've got um, Adams, then the Rams, Cooper Cup. Some big tests. He's got some big tests coming up. It's going to carry on. Wait till he bodies Cooper Cup. Wait till he puts Cooper Cup in his pocket. The fact, in the the fact no one, no one does that. Like no one folds Cooper Cup up and makes him look at his own arsehole in a tackle. It bothers me because he, he's just shifty. Like someone should be able to lay the wood on him. Like, he's going to be shifty, but when Tariq and Kobe bottle him up on one side of the yeah. field, then Michael Jackson is just prey meat. <laughs> so, mother, so, so. I'll call it right now. We're in a beautiful position because we play the Rams late and the way Stafford's going. So my brother is always, he's always said about Stafford. He's just one big hit away from being completely done because he's, he's injury prone, always playing for injuries. And he is unraveling that what the Cowboys did to him mm. by the end of that game, he was led Ass on the deck, like wincing in pain, holding it's, his arms. It's weird. They've He's got not going to be there. It's weird. They've got like Whitworth. Whitworth retired at the end of last season. And the whole offensive line seems to have just imploded. Mm. It's really odd. Like it's, take, it's like you take out that one. It's like, it's like Jenga. You take out that one like block and the whole, the whole lot comes crumbling down. So it's gone from Stafford looking really proficient in the role and being able to throw some beautiful balls, get some stuff going to you take out Whitworth. The rest of the line I mean, goes. Yeah. I mean, we all saw it when, when Luke Jokel left here, you know what I mean? Oh, well, um, well the collapse. <laughs> the collapse. <laughs> Jermaine Fetty when he went, oh, dear me. Oh, the downfall. Lynchpins, um, mate. Right. Let's talk about Quandre Diggs then before we end with positive Pez, um, because it, I, I feel like he needs to be talked about a little bit. Um, Obviously, his, his his dance partner, Jamal Adams, has gone down. And again, Pez mentioned it. I can't remember if it was on air or off air. But it, at this moment in time, it feels like well, the players on defence are looking to two rookies to lead them in terms of Tariq Wallen and Kobe Bryant, when really it should be Quandria Diggs leading this defence at the minute, in terms of the secondary anyway. But at this moment in time, Tariq Wallen and Kobe Bryant are, are leading this secondary and, and are the ones that players are looking to. And it just feels like I give Quandria Diggs this, and rightly so, off the back of last season, we gave him the contract, we rightly paid him. I'm not saying we shouldn't have paid him or anything like that. I'm not saying I don't want him here. Um, but for the amount that we paid him, for the leader that we all know he can be and think he is, the he needs to step the fuck up. He does. He needs to step up. His tackling's been awful. His coverage hasn't been great. He's dropped two or three gimme interceptions this season that should have been just, he could have picked them with his eyes closed. It, it it something something's off with Quandria, and again, I don't really think you can put it down to the three four because I'm not sure it affects his position that much. Um, so I don't know what it is, whether it's this injury potentially affecting him off off the back of last year. Still, mm. I mean, just got paid. Is is it maybe a little bit too comfortable? Is, in is, is, is it the the payday curse? People yeah, get paid, and then they just yeah. go, look look at look at our favourite ex quarterback got paid, yeah. gone to shit. Look at Kenny Golladay, got paid, gone to shit. Like I will categorically say, from a defensive standpoint, 
that that Taysom Hill 60-yard toddy was Quandre Diggs's fault. Yeah, he should have tackled him. Because he literally just tried to fall. He and do line, a, and yeah, yeah he, he, he tried to fall, do an arm tackle. That arm tackle was just brushed aside by the spot six foot two, six foot three Taysom Hill. And he was like, nice one, little boy. And then just legged it through. If Quandre had actually put his body into that to at least slow him down a little bit, at least, and wait for the assist from one of his, his cornerbacks, that would not have been a touchdown. And the game would have been completely different at the end. But as it transpires, Quandre has forgotten how to tackle. And he's forgotten how to catch balls for interceptions. He's forgotten how to be the ball hawk that we paid him all that money for. We have supposedly got two of the best safeties, the best safety tandem in the NFL. One of them, much like Rashad Penny, perpetually injured. Like I, I love Jamal when he's fit. The energy he brings, the fact that he will smack people. As long as you don't put him in coverage, you're fine. All right. And Quandre, I think last year proved why he deserves to be in the Pro Bowl or an All Pro. This year, I am seeing nothing from either of them. One, because one of them's injured, and the other one has forgotten how to play football at a high level. I mean, he's, he's, he's just looking like a bit of a slightly better Marquis player at this point. I mean, I, I, I don't want to, I hate to say well, it. Marquis player could hit people. Yeah, and he could hit people. So he, he needs to step up a little bit, Quandre. Um, but I, um, I, I'm no, confident he will. Let's not forget, we don't know. Like, obviously, he's not on injury report, but don't forget he had that bad injury last year. We just don't know how much that's limiting him at this current rate. Like, we just don't know. These veterans, they play through this kind of stuff. They don't get put on the injury report. But you're scratching your head. You are scratching your head because you're like, what, 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 what's he doing? It's not the quandary diggers we're used to, but then you need to remember what happened to him last year. Yeah. We just, we just, we need to just keep that little nugget in mind. But then, but how, like how Josh always says, that's, that's fair enough. Stop you catching a ball. How that's does fair the, the catches stop yeah. you tackling a player with your shoulder? It doesn't. Yeah, I'll the, the, tell you that but now. Then from he, from a propulsion point of view but, in tackling, if you're diving to the side, providing the leg that is the furthest away that you get all your push from, isn't the broken leg. Your legs are completely out of harm. It's purely your body you're putting on the line. And that wasn't the case there. But, I mean, we don't but, know what's going on off the field. That That's a big thing that we don't talk about enough. But could, just with what you're saying there, could it not be a mental thing where going into a tackle, he might just be thinking, like Rashad, what if I, what if I'm that, wrong side of the coin and whatever happens I go in for this tackle full full ball and then an old lineman rolls up on my rolls up on my or like my previously injured leg and then see then you bye bye then he needs to reevaluate playing football I'll, I'll be quite blunt and honest there anyone who plays a contact sport so when we coach we coach and say that when we do contact you need to be at least there's different percentages I always say to the lads anything under 75% going into contact, and you'll get injured. I ask for 90% from my boys, so they're not trying to steamroll over their friends. In a game, if you are playing at sub-100%, 
you're going to get injured. If you've got something in the back of your mind going, oh my God, this is going to hurt, oh my God, whatever, you're fucked. But that's what amateur level. At professional level, you're playing against big boys, you're going to get hit, you're going to get smashed. I understand he's broken his leg or whatever, but that can't be in his mind. They have sports psychologists for them to try and get over this stuff. He's come back, he said he's fit, he's now a captain of the defence. For someone to to try and use it, and I'm not saying this is you, this is a lot of people I've heard it from, try to use the excuse that, oh, well, maybe he's worried about his previous injury. If he was worried about his previous injury, he shouldn't be playing now and he should still be rehabbing it until he's fully fit and confident. Okay, what I'd then respond to that is, you kind of said it yourself, amateur level to professional level, into the the difference between rugby and NFL as a sport, we're talking millions of financial loss. And I don't care what anyone says, honestly. I don't care what anyone says. That would pay, like, would play a massive thing in your mind. Like, he gets injured, he loses his contract, he loses his, what they like to call the bag, what he got in his last contract, he loses that. He loses that if he has a career-ending injury. And honestly, they all talk about it. Every single player in the league talks about securing the bag and protecting their family. That, what you're saying, Josh, I 100% agree with. I think that's just the English sporting mentality to the ruthless, brutal nature of the NFL, where their players are literally dispensable. Figures, pawns, right? Quandre, you stabbed your knee again, mate. That ain't, that ain't really cutting it for us. See you later, mate. His whole future for his whole family down the shitter. That will play a massive part in my mind. If I put in, like, looking at it from that perspective, in his shoes with young children, young kids, like, that would pay a massive thing in, in, in my mind, mentally. It, it no, I, I, I understand that. I really do. I think it's just obviously the the way that the league's structured. And if you do get injured, what happens to you, I think, is bang out of order anyway. I mean, obviously, yeah. now they've, they've brought this stuff in where they will pay your medical expenses. You can't cut someone if they're on IR or they're, they're injured. Fine. Um, or you're, if you do, they, you have to pay all their medicals, whatever it is. But surely if someone has a season-ending injury or career-ending injury whilst they're in your employ, there's some compensation to come from their contract. Mm. That, that's that's a rabbit hole for another time. That's some investigation. That's that's some research I will do personally. Yeah, it's an interesting point. Nah. And, and... Detective Josh. <laughs> Detective Josh. Um, can we be, should we be sponsorship, Josh? Do you want to do our little uh, sponsorship shout-out before we end on Positive Pez? I've already spot. I've already shouted out fanatics. You have. Um, yep. Uh, thank you very much. Um, but our our oldest standing sponsor, Blessed CBD, still with us. Uh, BlessedCBD.co.uk for all of your CBD needs. They're now doing CBD vape pens as well. Oh, if anyone does watch us on here, you know I vape. I don't vape CBD though. Um, I use tinctures and oils, uh, and sometimes a nice little rub as well for those sore joints and muscles as well. If you do want to go and try any of this out, please go on um, blessedcbd.co.uk. Have a look through, check out their FAQs, any questions you wanted answered, they will happily run through stuff. There's always people available to contact or speak to you as well. 
Um, if you do decide that you want to go ahead and you want to pick something, when you get to checkout, use code Seahawk, that's S-E-A-H-A-W-K, at checkout and get 10% off. Lovely. And thank you to all of those who have done so, so far. You've helped out the pod massively. And Pez's microphone fund has finally been put to good use. So uh, so thanks, everyone, for go. that. Show, show the watches again. There you go. Is that Gucci? Yes. <laughs> Gucci microphone. Yeah. Tonor, lovely. I've got a Tonor as well. It, it's the Gucci of the microphone. Well, the Poundland Gucci. Gucci's got the one. It's yeah. the common people Gucci of... Uh podcasting mics there you go right positive pairs positive pairs positive pairs what are you positive what? about positive this week positive. there you go we will uh, we'll get that down so it'll just be both of us oh we'll get that. i'm i'm struggling struggling oh, come on this defense man and everything now and all this defense really hurts my soul but this defense i think they're gonna have because they've had history and good success against Kyle Murray in the past, they're going to have the most successful sacking day as a unit. Yeah, so the most yeah. sacks they've had this season so far, because that that little little midget looks like he just wants to oh. go and have a career playing Fortnite and Call of Duty. Oh, you got to cut that out because I said midget. I'm sorry, Josh. I, I, I was going to say I think I don't think you can call them midgets. I think you have to either call them dwarves, or a politically correct term is a person of restricted growth, or a short ass, or so a poor. that that little person. There, you, there who, you go. Who's running around playing quarterback? Who looks scared to do anything because he's had what two, three years of injury? I think. He's not running as much anymore. Like, look what Jordan Brooks did to him when he was running. So let's let, just let Jordan Brooks, let the leash off. Let him go to town. Like, he's, I think we're going to have our most successful Dane sacks. What's going to then lead to at least one more Tariq Wallen interception. Because yeah. we all know love, Kyle loves dialing up a missile downfield. He and he's very small. And Tariq's very tall. And I like how the options are going to go there. And that's science. <laughs> I'm small. I can't see. Throw it and hope. Nope. Well, the that was like the, the, wonder, the wonder play to D-Hop, wasn't it? There is no way anyone can tell me that he was aiming for. It was just one of those, fuck it, D-Hop's down there somewhere. <laughs> so we've got best then, performance, Tariq Woolen with a pick. Anything else? Yes. Love it. Hit me with it. The running backs. With the help of what I said earlier, with the helps of Eskridge. Okay. As my wife tells me to stop shouting. She doesn't understand what section we're on, clearly. (laughs) I'll I'll educate her when we get off the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's my time to shine, woman. Um, (laughs) You shut up. (laughs) So with the help of Eskridge, with a bit of distraction and moving around in the backfield I I am going to say that Ken Walker is going to get I don't want to go he's going to he's 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 going to go over 100 yards I like it and two touchdowns 
Oof, and he's thrown the two touchdowns in on the end as well, just sprinkles on top. I love it. I absolutely love it. You've 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 absolutely tailored that to everything that I love. It sacks Tariq Wollen picked wow. and Kenneth wow. Walker going for over 100 yards and two positive pairs. You have done your job exceptionally there, mate. Well done. Um Right. Thank you all very much for listening, as always. If you haven't already yet, then please do go and follow us on social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anything like that will be on there. Just search We Talk Seahawks. Um, Yeah, man, this has been the We Talk Seahawks podcast in association with the Full 10 Yards Network. Josh, Pez, thank you very much, as always, lads. Um, And go Hawks, man. Let's hope for another win this weekend. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.